welcome to Nardigus Ministries teaching broadcast. I am Nardigus and your host, and today I have a word from the Lord, and this word will transform your life if you apply the principles of God's word through faith and obedience. I want to address some things, amen, from uh, the book of John, chapter 20. And uh, if I should give this a title, it would be Woman, Why Weepest Thou? Amen, amen. And, you know, from Scripture, we, we only get a small glimpse at the life of Mary Magdalene. Uh, before she followed Yeshua, before her conversion. And the and in the book of Luke chapter 8, we read that Yeshua, he casts out seven demons out of her. And from that point on, she is healed, she's forgiven, and she does like this complete turnaround of her life, and she begins to follow him. And Scripture gives us some hints that she is also a financial supporter of his ministry. Mary got to witness his crucifixion and his death, and she was the first woman to see the resurrected Messiah in John chapter 20. So talk about being devoted, amen? That is who she was, because Mary loved Yeshua. Who on the line today loves Yeshua? You see, because I love him, amen? And it's not because I've done anything good. It's because he first loved me, and that excites me, amen? I'd like us to take a walk to the tomb where the scene opens up with Mary at the sepulcher and she is found weeping, glory to God. Then the, the disciples went away again unto their home. And this is after seeing that the body of Yeshua was no longer there. But Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping. And as she wept, she stood down and looked into the sepulcher. And see, it's two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the, the body of Yeshua had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Yeshua standing there. But... She did not recognize that it was Yeshua. Father, I thank you for these words. Touch these lips of clay. May the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. You know, people of God, when we lose something or someone that we love, it is easy for our hearts to become broken and bruised. You see, grief has uh, the power it has the ability to blur our vision, to cloud our sight, uh, so that we can no longer see straight. And I'm sure many women that are listening in, and men too, you have had your share of disappointments and hurts, as I have. However, it is during these very sorrowful and breaking moments that I've learned that if Narda does not maintain an emotional balance, the grieving journey can then turn into a deadly roller coaster. Listen, beloved of God, our hearts can be so engulfed in the pool of our tears that we can actually begin to drown in the flood. Our tears have the ability to distort. It has power to cast shadows on any vision of promise and direction. 
And if we fail to lean on the word, and if we fail to hold fast to our faith in God, if we fail to strap hold of the anchor within, let me tell you, we can paddle and paddle. We can try to stay afloat, but eventually the undercurrents, they're going to pull us down even further. Mary's heart was so consumed by her loss that she failed to recognize that Yeshua had been standing right next to her. Now imagine, Mary, you know, she was a loyal disciple. She was a supporter and a follower of Yeshua's ministry. So she knew who he was. She had spent time with him. He was the one who loved on her. He had healed her, and he had delivered her from demonic powers that, that had tortured her life. He was the one that has set her free so that she can live a life of righteousness and a life with her mind in the right place, you know? So how is it possible for one to lose their sight or to lose such focus that you cannot even discern, you cannot even recognize the person with whom you are speaking with face-to-face? How is it possible to to, to, to love someone for so long and just one day, not know who they are. John 20 and verse 15 says, Woman, why are you weeping? Yeshua asked. Whom are you seeking? And thinking he was the gardener, she says, Sir, if you have carried him off, tell me where you have placed him. Well, tell me where you've put him so that I can go get him. And in verse 16, Yeshua said to her, Mary, And so she turned and said to him in Hebrew, she says, Rabboni, which means teacher. So even after having a conversation with him, she still had not come to full terms that it was he, the one she was looking for, the one she loved and adored, who was lovingly watching her every move. You see, he was watching her. And I want you to know today that Abba is watching over you. Are you like Mary today? Has your life been feeling empty? Has the pain of your loss consumed your entire world that your tears are now leaving you seeing everything blurry? Has pain gripped your heart that you are no longer recognizing the presence of the Lord? Has disappointment struck your life that you are sitting at the graveside? What graveside has you weeping today? Could it be the graveside of, a, of losing a parent? Could it be the graveside of divorce? Could it be the graveside of a child? It could be the graveside of a life you knew. What graveside has you so attached to it that you can no longer see the joy of life? No longer able to experience joy. No longer able to share in laughter. No, a- no longer able to discern the times and seasons because you are stuck in this dark and gloomy place. It wasn't until Yeshua spoke Mary's name that she came to herself. You see, there is something about when Yeshua calls our name. Amen? Because when he does, it will touch the very core of who we are. You see, one day like Mary... I was also sitting at a graveside. But Yeshua, oh my God, he called my name. And when he did, everything came back into a clear focus. 
When he calls our name, he touches the very heart of our existence and our reason for living. You see, I'm so happy that Yeshua called my name today. I'm so happy that he never left me to drown in my sorrows. But from the grave of despair, he lifted me up and out of the mighty clay. Amen. I want you to know that today, right now, if you are at the graveside mourning your dead dreams, mourning your dead relationship, grieving your broken and shattered world, I wish to offer you hope through the anointed risen Savior. Amen. And he's standing right next to you. Hear him call your name. Listen for that still, small voice. Because he says he wants to dry your tears. And you will see clearly again when he puts your life back together, when he resurrects you and moves you from the graveside to a place of victory where you will know him and you will know his comfort and the joy of his salvation. The psalmist wrote in Psalms 51 and verse 12, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. You see, the Father doesn't want us to continue to live in denial about the things that have hurt and wounded us. Many of us have learned the art of rolling stones over things that damaged us instead of truly allowing the Lord to touch it so that we can be healed and we can be set free. And as a result, we are left crippled by the very people who were carrying us. But it's time we stop blaming others for dropping us. We may have broken dreams, damaged relationships, injured trust, impaired vision, and the list goes on. But if we're really honest with God, and, you know, we may not be with others, but with God, we must admit that the damage still speaks. So we learn you know, these survival techniques to live with what we cover up. We even mastered the art of beautifying the money within, calling it the new look as we walk around like with these masks, you know, hoping it's going to hide the, the, the bloody bandages we wear beneath. But yet no matter how well we cover up, Lazarus, the wound still reeks because the bandages cannot restrain the smell. It cannot hold back the infested smell. Have you ever met people and just by having a few words of conversation with them, you can detect that they've been wounded? You know, you can, you can discern it. You see, it's because that thing has been buried, but it's not dead. It's just buried. And for true deliverance to take place, it is important to acknowledge that, that, that thing that is still hurting and affecting us. For healing and restoration to manifest, we will have to revisit the painful place where it died, where it got buried, but where it still lives. Now let's take another walk to another tomb. And here we're going to find in John chapter 11, Yeshua instructing Mary and Martha to take him to the place where their brother Lazarus had died and was buried. Because it was looking like a very hopeless and dead situation. Yeshua waited until, intentionally, until Lazarus had already been dead for days. 
The Lord waited until Sarah's womb was dead. Only when something dies can the resurrected power of God be truly experienced. And this is when you will know that what is impossible with man is possible with God. You see, at every level of our journey, our yes to God is always going to cost us something. And sometimes it's going to be everything. Will your soul still say yes, Lord? When we stop chasing the wrong things, and when we start pursuing after God's heart, when we start going after his presence and his righteousness, is when we open ourselves up for far more than than what our finite minds could ever ask or imagine. But it's not going to happen before, beloved. You know, it's, it's often said that hurting people hurt people. It's time we stop hurting others and ourselves. We don't have to allow the pain of yesterday to create a grave nest in our heart. Amen? Because the real change from grave clothes to the robes of righteousness, it begins with us. It begins with you. It begins with me. Let the words of God and his truth establish you in a new way that will foster healthy thinking and, and, and create positive behavior patterns. So you don't, you know, keep repeating these same fruitless cycles over and over. And, and if you do this, it's going to assist you in developing a strong foundation upon which to build your life upon. And then you're going to discover that over a period of time, like a blooming garden, you will see the result. In closing, the Lord is working out everything that pertains to you, that pertains to your personal life's mission, your family, your calling, everything. And yes, even your present condition. He knows everything you are going through. And John eleven forty three says, And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. Yeshua said unto them, Loose him and let him go. And I declare and decree today that every grave clothes um, on you be loosened now in Yeshua's name. I call you out from the things that are keeping you grief-stricken and in despair. I call you out from behind the veils of pretense and masquerade. And I pray that God disrobes us today and strips us from false humility and pride so that we can walk in godly sincerity and purity. I declare and decree that you are loose from that which is tying your hands so that you cannot produce good works. I say be free from that which binds your feet so that you will no longer continue to stumble and fail to walk in the peace and the rest of the Lord. I declare and decree now a newness to overtake your mind, glory to God, so that your life will begin to produce and make evident the fruit of the Spirit in your life. And I speak healing to your soul. Once again, Father, I have delivered your word to your people. I have obeyed your voice. Now, Lord, sanctify them through your truth, for thy word is truth. 
I don't ever want to close this program without extending an invitation to pray for anyone who does not know Yeshua as Lord. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Friend, tomorrow is not promised to any of us. And like many traveling through the oceans of life, I know that life has been brutal to you. I know that the storms of the sea have hit your life just like it has hit many of us. But I want you to know that God the Father loves you and He has a plan for your life. Amen? But you see, it's our sins. It's our rebellion against God and His Word that will keep us separated from Him. But Yeshua is calling you, glory to God. He's saying, come, come all who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For I am the door to the Father. No man can come to the Father except they come through the Son. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says, you must be born again. And you see salvation, forgiveness of sins, eternal life. These are all gifts that are made available to anyone who repents and believes and confesses that Yeshua, the Son of God, is Lord and that he died and rose from the dead to save mankind. And this gift cannot be earned or bought by simply being good. Hear me. It is a matter of faith and trust in a loving Savior. If you would like to receive Yeshua into your heart, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of your Son, Yeshua. Your word says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, I am here right now, Lord, and I'm calling on you. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Wash and cleanse me in your blood. I ask you, Lord, Yeshua to come into my heart and be Lord over my life. And according to your word, according to Romans uh, chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, I now confess with my mouth the Lord Yeshua and believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead. I confess and declare that Yeshua is Lord of my life. I thank you for the gift of salvation through the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. And by faith, I now receive this gift of eternal life. In Yeshua's name, I am saved. Amen and amen. If you have prayed this prayer with your whole heart, I want to welcome you into the family of God. This is the beginning of a new journey, a new you. God has now redirected your ship of life, but you will need discipleship. You will need to be baptized and you will need to be with other believers where you can grow and learn more about God and his word. We would love to connect with you. If you don't have a home church and you live in the Grayson County, North Texas region, I recommend to you God's House of Faith and Worship Center located at 320 North Travis Street in Denison, Texas, and where uh, Dwight Thomas is the senior pastor. And this is a biblically sound ministry. Amen. Please use the contact links on our social media pages or our, our website to let us know your testimony and how this ministry has influenced your life. To learn more, please visit www.nardogoodson.com. Thank you for tuning in to Narda Goodson Ministries Teaching Broadcast. I am Narda Goodson, your host. Be sure to tune in next week, same time, 
same place, for another powerful, life-changing, burden-removing, yoke-destroying, anointed Word of God, where Yeshua is Lord and of His kingdom there shall be no end. Shalom.